Good morning, church. Good morning, Subang Jaya Assembly. It's a joy to come and share the Word of God with you. Uh, this morning, I'm, I want to thank your pastor and her husband to invite me to come and preach for you this weekend. You know, I want to share with you a message today entitled, Reaching Our Community During Pandemic. Reaching Our Community During Pandemic. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 10 says this. There are two parables here. The parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost, lost coin. Verses 1 almost says this. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This human, this man welcomes sinners and, to, and eats with them. Then Jesus told them these parables. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulder and go home, goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. Uh, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Then it goes on, verse 8. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we pray for your blessing upon your word in each of our lives. Help us to be open and receptive and hear what the Spirit of God say to the church today in Subang Jaya Assembly. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in such a time as this, I want to, in pandemic such as this, everyone everywhere are in need, right? In desperate situation uh, for answers, solution, and hope in life and for living. You know, this week I'm going to share with you a message entitled, you know, Reaching Our Community During Pandemic. And it's talking about reaching the laws for Jesus in times such as this. And I realize how you and I respond to this when it comes to soul winning, especially when SOP is required of us, social distancing is required of us, and somehow it sucks our compassion and kills our hope in reaching out to people. In the Bible, they are mentioned at least over 90 times, uh, 90 over verses in the scriptures that a believers, as believers, we are to witness Christ to people around us, to our community. Even in the difficult times such as this in the pandemic, Jesus talked about witnessing at least in 70 over times in scriptures, in the four gospel. Paul several times, and there are several other times in the New Testament, and there are at least 10 over times in the Old Testaments. The message may be challenging today, but it's in no way to condemn us. It's no way to judge us, but it's meant to change you and I, the way we look at things, the way we look at life. And sometimes to, for change to happen, it makes your life and my life very, very uncomfortable. And I'm going to give you a gist of it before I go through the verses with you. In these two parables, you know, the, the summary of these two parables. In these two parables, something of value is lost. 
in the story of loss of the, of the things lost, whether it's a sheep or a coin, have monetary value. Nobody in those days or even today, when you lose lose something that is valuable, you would not look and search for it high and low. You will not ignore it, but you will put in effort and you will persistent and you are passionate about finding it because it costs you a lot. If this is true about the things that are lost, shouldn't it be also true for people who are spiritually lost as well? The lost item here we're talking about today, the lost, refers to those who, who are not Christians, those who are outside the household of God, those whom God desires for them to come home. If you come to Tabernacle of Worship, every time when we come together, we say, welcome home, this is their home. Welcome home for the lost is not just the church, it's God, to be with God forever. You know, in the parable of the prodigal son, you know, the parable of the prodigal son, it talks about, you know, the son was lost and went away when she came home the, and the father went and embraced him. The father said about his son, he said he was lost, but now found in Luke chapter 15. And it is clear that those who are spiritual lost are represented in these two parables as well as in the parable of the prodigal son. Now, for you and I tonight, today, this morning, when you listen to the word, I want to share with you three things needed for reaching the loss for Jesus. Three things, very quickly. One, compassion. Do you know to, to reach the loss, we all need compassion for them, for the loss. Why, we, why, why are we not reaching out? Because we are lost. We are not passionate about soul winning anymore. Many of us, especially through this pandemic, we have somehow allowed the pandemic, coronavirus, we allow people, we allow circumstances, we allow races, we allow what the things that's happening today to kill our compassion. Let's listen to what the Bible says. Luke 15 verses 1 to 2. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus had the tax collector and sinners gathering around him. They are lost people who were not running from Jesus, but they were running to Jesus. The tax collectors and the sinners were running away from the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, but not Jesus. They were gathering around to hear him. Why were sinners so willing and eager to listen to Jesus? It wasn't because Jesus was preaching a nice, simple, soothing message. It wasn't because Jesus compromised with their sin uh, and, and everything they have done and doing is right. It wasn't that Jesus was doing signs and wonders and miracles in front of their eyes and they were sat there and listened to Jesus. At this point, there was no such thing as signs and wonders. At this point of the narrative in Luke's Gospel, Jesus was teaching them. Why did the Lord seek out Jesus rather than running from Him? You know what's the answer? The answer is His compassion. Jesus loved the lost and Jesus showed his, that love with compassion. Instead of condemning attitude, He choose to embrace, he choose to love. The Bible tells us in verse 2 that Jesus welcomes sinners and eats with them. 
One of the definition of the Greek word used here for the word welcome is to, is, it can be translated as to receive. To welcome sinners or to receive the sinners as friends, to embrace them. Sometimes we just hate certain race. We just don't like so-and-so. We just don't like this neighborhood, that neighborhood, this friend, their friends. Jesus never, <coughs> even though how bad he was treated, he never hated them. He never disliked them. He embraced them. He welcomed them. He received them. And this was Jesus' attitude towards those who were lost in sin. Jesus welcomed them. He was compassionate and accepting them in spite of their sins, in spite of their faults, in, in, in spite of the idiosyncrasies, in spite of their attitude, in spite of the way they live, in spite of the way they behave, in spite of the way they speak, in spite of their attitude and their character and, 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 and the way they live their lives. Jesus did not condone what they do, but Jesus embraced them as a person that is lost. He was a friend, not a foe. Jesus had an attitude that the lost do not know what they are doing, that the lost are attracted to Him. He had compassion. He reached out. For us as an individual, as a church, it is so important for you and I to reach out and show love to our neighborhood, to our community. Instead of everyone talking about bad about this neighbor, bad about the person, bad about this company, bad about the worker, and so on and so forth. Better about these friends. Hey, they are lost. Jesus said, for they know not what they do. We need to learn to show the same kind of love, the same kind of acceptance that Jesus has shown to these sinners, to these people who are lost in the community. Compassion is the first things we all need to have in reaching the lost. Now, in every major accident, there are three groups of people. If it's a major accident, some people have died and some people are very badly injured. There are three groups of people you can find in every accident. First of all, the first group is called the bystanders or lookers, onlookers. There are people who are curious. There are people who watch to see what happened, but they have little action in getting involved. The second group of people are the police officers. They are the people responsible to investigate the case assign the blame and give appropriate warning and punishment. They are the direct prof, uh, 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 traffic. And the two people are the paramedics, the people who come in the ambulance. They are the, they are the people usually most welcome by those who are in the accident. They care less about the traffic. They care less about what race the person is. They care less about the police. They care less about people around. Their concern is only for the suffering and the hurting and the dying. Three groups one is uninvolved, one is assigned blame and assess punishment. Another group is helping the hurt and the pain and the dying. Which group are you in today? When it comes to reaching the lost and the hurting and, and, and those who need help, we need to be either, we can be neither one of this group. We can be uninvolved as a church. We can judge and condemn and get upset. Or we concentrate in helping people. My prayer is that every one of us will reach out and look out for people. Amen. Now the question is this, why have we lost 
somehow lost our compassion, compassion to reach out to the lost. Why? Let me tell you some reason why. Firstly, it's because sometimes we hear so much of bad news about this race, that race, this group of people, that group of people, these people and that people. And sometimes we, we, we come in contact with people with bad attitude, critical, judgmental, the spirit is wrong, and so on. And it somehow sap the love of God away from our life. It somehow tired us out. And we don't have the energy, we don't have the love anymore for people that are lost and dying and going to hell. You know what? Today you and I need to be refreshed in our love and our compassion for people around us. You know why? You know what is the key thing we need to know is that if these people die without Jesus, they will be lost forever in eternal hellfire. You know the Bible says, God desires all races, all people to be saved. If you go to heaven one day, you will realize in heaven there are people of different race, different tongues, different tribes, different nations. They're all there. Jesus loved everyone. Jesus died for every one of them just as He had died for you and died for me. Amen? Remember this. Don't let things and people and situations and circumstances and the pandemic rob you and kill you and I of our compassion and our love and our willingness to win souls and reach our community for Jesus. Amen? Amen? Don't let all these things and people to kill it. But let me refresh today in the Lord your compassion for Christ. Amen? Number two, effort. Effort. We need compassion. We also need effort to reach our community. Luke chapter 15, verses 3 to 5. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and, 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 and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulder. Do you know every soul that's lost and found? Jesus embraced them. He put them on their shoulder so close to his heart so that the sheep can feel the warmth and know him for who they are. You know, it required effort to reach the lost. I remember many years ago, you know, those days, uh, we used to go to Singapore once a year for over five, six days just to meet up with our friends and then we come home. I remember there was one year when my son was about five years plus, less than six. We went to visit one of our friends in Woodland, now uh, in one of the apartments, you know, and, and we arrived, when we arrived there, you know, this apartment is very funny. One, one leaf will go to the odd number uh, floors and one leaf will go to the uneven number floors. So when we arrived there, there are two leaves. As we are walking down, my son dashed forward and pressed one of the buttons. And uh, you know what happened? The door opened, he went and he closed, the, he pressed another button, the door was shut and he shut off to the top. You know, we ran after him and we couldn't even open the door. We were really left up. And you know what happened? My wife was frantic and we began to press the button on the next lift for the lift to come. By the time the lift came, he was really up already. And we got into the lift, let's go to a different floor. And we went up to the as many floors as we can. And we went up there shouting and shouting and shouting, Jared, where are you? Jared, where are you? And, and my son was not to be found anywhere. We ran up and down. We couldn't find him in all the floors. My wife, my daughter and myself, we couldn't find him. And after some time, we shouting and calling out for him, we heard a faint, soft cry 
Mommy, 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 daddy, 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 from a distance. And, and we know his, we, we recognize the voice was there, and we shout back, Jared, where are you? Jared, where are you? Mommy, mommy, I'm here, I'm here. Now, in the apartments, you don't know where it is. I'm here, I'm here. There's so many floors, 20 old floors. Finally, after about 20 minutes, we found him. After 20 minutes, you know how difficult it is, 20 minutes? And we, we run high and low all over the apartment just to look for my son. I never said once, we have lost one child, but I still have another child. No. One child matter. He mattered enough to give everything we have in finding him. He's special. He's important. Just as my other child. The point here is this. It took effort to find my son Jared and it will take the same kind of diligence seeking for us to reach our community and the loss for Jesus. In these two parables, Jesus emphasized the effort that went into finding the lost. In the first parable of the lost sheep, Jesus said that the shepherd would leave the 99 sheep in the open field, uh, open country, and go after the lost sheep. In the parable of the lost coin, the woman likes a lamb and swept the whole house and searches carefully for the lost coin in Luke chapter 18, 15, verse 8. In both cases, the thing that was lost had to be sought after with great effort and diligence. The shepherd did not wait for the lost sheep to wander home slowly in the evening. And the woman did not wait for the coin suddenly to show up from nowhere. In our Christian life as well, the church is sometimes seems uh, to, to me that we, we, we do the opposite. We tend to pray for the lost will come in. We tend to pray that somehow the lost will check our website and, and, and someone outside uh, introduce them to come to church. They just walk in. We are very passive rather than active. We, we are always constantly waiting for people to come to the church, people to come to know Christ instead of putting effort in bringing them to Christ. In John Gospel, the Bible said the few are ripe for harvest. Lift up your eyes to see. Go out. Go out. He asked the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers. There's us. He never said for you and I to come, them to come in. He asked us to go out and to bring them in. It's always to go out to bring them in. Our part is to pray that their hearts will be open. <coughs> People will be ready to come in. And our part is to go and harvest them. You cannot be a farmer when the harvest of the field are ripe. You say, come in, come in, come in. You have to go and harvest them. Sometimes I'm guilty of it too. I want people to be saved, but heaven went out searching for the lost with great effort. And this has to change in my life. This has to change in our church. It has changed in every one of our lives to reach the community for Jesus. How do we do that? It's when we make effort. How? Number one, focus. That means focus your prayer significantly in your life to pray for the lost. That the Lord will prepare them, the soil of their heart, the Lord will prepare them, the Lord will open doors in their heart for you to share the gospel. Name them one by one to Jesus whom you want to see them getting saved. A significant part of your prayer should be for the lost. 
Number two, make effort in your church to consciously position yourself, plan to reach the laws for Jesus. You and I have to purposefully do that. You know, discipleship is important. If you have no laws, how to disciple to come in? If no laws coming in the church, how to disciple them? Discipleship is important. Prayer is important. Bible study is important. Worship services is important. But no excuse for not reaching and seeking the lost for Jesus. Number three, seeking the lost and reaching the lost requires us to make much effort. Every one of us, when you get into the leaf, that one person is my potential. When you walk into the office, that's a potential. When you go walk by uh, to the supermarket, these people should be safe. And I say a prayer. Sometimes when I walk past certain people, I say, Lord, save this person. Convict this person's heart in my heart. I say, convict this person. Reach out to this person. Bring someone to share with them and open doors for us to share with them. And the fourth thing we can do is this. Always give a salvation call at the end of every service message preached to those who are watching live. Amen. We have to make effort always, all means to reach them. Amen. Number three, persistent. Compassion, effort, persistence. In Luke chapter 15 verses 4 and 8 says this, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open field and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Or in the woman, think they say, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? See, in both these cases, Jesus notes specifically that the person continues seeking after the lost item until he or she found it. Persistently seeking, continue seeking. In other words, Jesus seems to be pointing out that persistence was a needed quality. One more time, persistence was a needed quality in what Jesus said for success. You know, some of the people we share with took years and years and years before they come to know Jesus. My sister, when I came to know the Lord, the first person in my family came to know the Lord after a few months was my sister. I came to know the Lord. Then after that, after what, how many years? After that, after that was seven, eight, uh, nine years later, my youngest brother came to know the Lord. Persistent, praying for them, consciously trying to reach out to them. And then after that, you know what happened? 20 over years, 30, or 20 over years later, my mom came to know the Lord. My dad died in his sleep, but my mom came to know the Lord. Then after that, one and a half years later, my second brother came to know the Lord. Now I got one more brother, not safe, that is in U.S. Every time when I go to U.S., I make sure I go by, fly over for a few days to spend time with him and to bring him and share with him the good news. Persistent. Don't give up. After all, Lordship 
among spacious fields and hills and mountains and lost coins in the dirt floor of the Jewish home would not have been easily and quickly found. In the same way, we're reaching the lost. It is not easy to reach people's hearts so that they receive Jesus. It's not usually the case that our first efforts made meet, met with success. Sometimes it takes years and years and, uh, of persistence, but we should never and not be discouraged or give up. Sometimes they just tell you straight on the face they are not interested, but you can be discouraged. Don't let discouragement come in and just tell yourself, I will not be discouraged. I will not give up with them. I will win them to the saving grace of God. Because you know why? They are precious in the eyes of God. If a sheep or coin was valuable enough to persistently search for, then people who are spiritually lost in our community are too valuable to give up on. Amen? They're too valuable for us to give up on. Especially in time as pandemic, when people feel as though they have no hope, they don't know what to do. A lot of people are having mental health issues and problems in life and financial problems, relationship problems. It's a good time to preach the good news. Amen. Amen. You know, there was a, a report told of a, 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 a celebrated classical cellist by the name Ma Yo-Yo. After a, following an exhilarating performance at New York Carnegie Hall, he went home, slept, awoke the next day, exhausted, and he was rushed for another performance. He called for a cab to take him to a hotel on the other side of Manhattan in New York and placed his cello, handcrafted in Vienna in 1733, and valued at 2.5 million US dollars in the trunk at the back of the taxi. When he reached the destination, he paid the driver and forgot to take his cello. And after the cab disappeared, Ma realized what he had done. He began desperately search for the missing instrument. Fortunately, he had the receipt of the cabbie or the taxi driver's identity card. After searching all day, the taxi was located in a garage in Queens with a priceless cello still in the trunk of the booth of the car. Ma's mouth could not be contained as he spoke to reporter. Here's the point why I share with you this story. Ma Yoyo did not quit. He persisted because what was lost was too valuable to give up on. The spiritual loss are too valuable for us to quit trying to reach them even though our efforts are not successful or fail or did not have result quickly. We have to press on and press on and press on and press on. We take effort to reach the loss. Luke 15 verses 5 to 7 and 9 to 10. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99. 
righteous person who do not need to repent. And when she finds it in verses 9 and 10, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. One coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Let me close with this. The religious of the day in Jesus' time had been indifferent towards the lost. They just don't want to touch, don't want to get involved, don't want to get close to. They were even uh, antagonistic towards them coming to Jesus. They were angry they're coming to Jesus. Jesus uses two parables to illustrate how wrong their responses was, especially comparing on how they would have responded towards recovering something far less valuable. Jesus pointed out how joyful they would have been at the recovery of lost sheep and of coin. Certainly then, they should have been joyous instead of angered at the loss coming to Jesus. Jesus pointing out that the one thing that matters most to God is the loss. So if the loss are precious in the eyes of Jesus, shouldn't they matter this much to you and to me? Shouldn't we be willing to give everything in order to reach them? And you know what, church? I share with this morning, to reach them, to reach the community, to reach the lost for Jesus, to preach the gospel. We all need three things. Compassion, effort, persistence. Don't let people, things happen to kill your compassion. Don't give up. Even time is bad. Persistent. Press on, even though it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Amen. Let's pray. Can I ask you today, were you this morning, to, to open your heart to the Spirit of God and say, Lord, you know what? I lost my confession, compassion long time ago. I want you to refresh the compassion, instill the compassion back into me. I've lost that, 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 that effort. I, I'm, I'm so busy with so many things. I'm so disheartened with so many things. I don't want to reach out. But now, God, forgive me. I want to make effort. And lastly, Lord, persistent. I don't want to give up even though I fail to get someone to know Jesus and press on. Can I ask of you today, invite you, take 15 seconds to pray a, a prayer of dedication to reach the lost for Jesus. And say, Lord, help me. Feel me, compassion. Help me to... Put effort and persistence in reaching them. Will you do that now? 10 seconds, pray. Amen. Let me pray with you right now. Father, we pray for all my brothers and my sisters who have said this prayer that you will help them to reach their community for Jesus. Instill in them a refreshed passion, the love of Jesus in their hearts to embrace and reach the loss for you, Jesus. Help them to be willing enough to, in spite of all that they are, we are going through in this pandemic, they will make the effort and they will persist in day after day, week after week, month after month to reach the loss and the community for you. That we want to believe revival to come to Subang Jaya Assembly. Many souls will come to know the Lord when the people are revived with compassion, and they will make the effort and be persistent in reach the loss for your kingdom. All this we pray, bless this church, Subhanjai Assembly, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those of you who have not heard Jesus, have not received Jesus yet, it's a good time this Sunday for you and I.
to receive Jesus into our heart as our God and personal Savior. If this is your prayer, will you follow me in this prayer to receive Jesus into your heart as your God and personal Savior? Amen. Bow your head, close your eyes, and follow me in this prayer to receive Jesus. Amen. Follow me. Lord Jesus, this morning I heard your preaching, your word. I want to receive you into my heart as my God and personal Savior. I commit my life to you. I ask of you to help me, lead me, guide me to live my life as a new Christian. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. You have a good day. You know what? You have just received Jesus into your heart. Send the church or send us a PM or a DM and that we can get in contact with you or call us at the church phone in our website. Amen. God bless you and have a great day and God bless you. Father, bless the people as they go. In Jesus' name, protect over them, lead them, guide them, keep them safe and healthy. In Jesus' name we pray.